Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. I'm Brandy Higa, and today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. As we're deviating from the Thursdays to give a special bonus episode to you all, this is Amy also by Executive Director of the Office of Economic Revitalization, or OER, joining us because, Amy, there's some exciting news coming out of OER this week. Um, first of all, thanks for making some time. Mm-hmm. And the news I want to get to is that much-anticipated announcement of the portal reopening for our rent and utility relief program. So what does this next round entail? Well, we're really excited that the city council and the mayor collectively approved $25 million more million for rent and utility relief. And so um, on June 13th, Tuesday, June 13th at 2 p.m., we're going to be able to reopen the application portal for new renters. So those who haven't applied to the program or received money previously are the focus of our outreach and also the portal reopening. Those who have received funding from the program in the past are also eligible to apply for a portion of these funds, but they would go back to the organization, our community partners, Catholic Charities, or the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement, and reach out to them to start what we call the recertification process, to resubmit documentation to show that they have continued to suffer economic harm since the pandemic, and that they have a household income level that allows them to be eligible for this program. And what is that? So our income levels are um, 80% of the area median income or below. And that information can be found on our website, which is called revitalizeoahu.org backslash rent help. So we would encourage anyone who thinks they might be eligible for the program or who needs rental assistance to go check out that webpage and look at the frequently asked questions. In that document, it will show the actual income levels that your family would need to qualify for this program. The levels change based on the number of people that live in your household. So I really encourage people to look at that. If I went through them one by one, um, it would take about five minutes for me to get through that. So take a look based on the individual situation at your household, and that is um, a requirement for eligibility that you are below 80% of the area median income. You kind of mentioned those new applicants, maybe those that haven't received help before. Mm -hmm. So what's different to kind of reach out and find those folks who who maybe didn't know about the program or just needed more information, didn't know what they needed to apply. How are we finding these new people? So the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement and Catholic Charities are really gonna go all out to do community-based events with each of our council members, if they so choose to coordinate an event with us. We're really excited to do that with them and the connection that they have to their constituents. And in addition, other community-based organizations that know that some of their clients or constituents or their members have a lot of folks who might be struggling with uh, paying their rent or utilities, we're trying to do in-person events with them Mm -hmm. so they can coordinate through their networks and bring people in so we can give that personal touch. We know that the hard to reach are hard to reach. And so we're gonna have to go beyond 
traditional social media or you know getting on the evening news we really need to go in person so it's neighbor talking to neighbor and saying look you can get help and i know the people that can help you let's go down to the key project let's go out to the nanakuli public library and so with that um, I can announce today that we have our first event scheduled thanks to Councilmember Andrea Tupola at the Nanakuli Public Library. And it's on June 19th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Nanakuli Public Library, as I mentioned. And we'll have Catholic Charities staff and the Council for Native Hawaiian staff available there to help people who, for the first time, want to apply to the program and may need some help with either the online application or just maybe they need, they have questions answered. Um, other folks uh, may have, you know, like um, transportation or some kind of other issue. So we wanna be able to help with that by being out closer to someone's home, um, in this case on the west side of our island, um, or just, uh, you know, maybe they've never felt comfortable because they thought, oh, I'm sharing my information online. I don't wanna, you know, send my lease uh, in an email link. Mm -hmm. And so this way we can do this one-on-one -on -one in-person application process with the caseworkers who'll be helping to manage and be able to ask the questions for that particular household as they're submitting their documentation. We know that this program has been so helpful. It's, it's probably one of the most asked about programs um, mm -hmm. coming into our office at least. But what kind of impact has this had so far? Well, with this last $25 million, the city will, when it's finally expended, will have spent around $308 million for the totality of rental and utility relief. That includes the support needed to do these outreach events, mm -hmm. for Catholic Charities and CNHA to hire 150 people to actually process these applications. But in the end, this is one of our largest pandemic relief programs that the city has run. So right now, I think we're around 16,000 households. So wow. if you take that times four, because that's about the average number of people in each household that we're serving, that's a lot of folks on this island who have been able to get some kind of relief when they've had or experienced some kind of harm from the pandemic to make sure that they have a stable place to live, make sure that their kids stay at the same school, make sure that the electricity stays on. All those things are important for our work here at the Office of Economic Revitalization, making sure that people's individual economy, their household budget, that that's supported so they can stay on their feet and support themselves. We have a question that was sent in by one of our listeners. Dennison mm -hmm. wants to know if the city will be approving more funds in the future. So you mentioned that 308 number, mm -hmm. but, but what's next after this tranche? So this is the last big tranche that we'll receive from the funds that the city was given directly to support our overall mm -hmm. pandemic relief efforts. Um, we made the case to the council um, at the behest of the mayor to get a little bit more um, poured into this program because we saw that uh, rent and utility bills, especially given inflation recently, mm -hmm. have had an impact um, with Oahu families. So it may be the last. Um, of course, we'll gather data if we need to make a case that 
more um, could come into this program that's currently stood up. However, right now, this is planned to be the last um, tranche of money that comes to it directly from the city. The federal government is still spending down the remainder of the funds that helped us to stand up this program in 2021. And so as that happens, various programs that have shut down around the country are returning funds to the U.S. Treasury. As they do that, because the city and county still has our program up and running, we may be able to get a few million here or there, as we have been through the course of this two-plus-year program already. So likely, you know, we believe this to be the wind-down of the program, and so that's also why um, you know, people should make plans that this is the beginning of the end of rental relief um, and our housing stabilization services that Catholic Charities, the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancement and their community partners that they're working with to provide case management, legal aid, mediation services, housing navigation, financial literacy, that those programs are made available to the families who have received some support from rental relief. Some are doing great back in jobs, doing what they need to support all their household bills, and others may still be struggling. So we think these wraparound services can help with that. So there isn't, you know, the so to speak financial cliff that a family might face when this support runs out. We had another question submitted by one of our listeners. Lee is inquiring about housing financial assistance saying, I'm seeking help at the moment for my mom who is disabled and not working at this time. I'm looking for a few places, but our problem is a security deposit for the new place that we're trying to get. Mm -hmm. So can this RURP funding, can it be used for something like the security deposit here in Lee's specific case? Yes, it could be used for a security deposit. However, all those eligibility requirements that the family experienced mm -hmm. some economic harm since 2020 and that they meet the income eligibility is still a requirement to receive that kind of support. And you would work with a caseworker either at Catholic Charities or CNHA once you go through the application process to designate some of those funds potentially for a security deposit. So yes, that is a possibility. And then you mentioned it earlier, but what was that website again, if folks need more information? So it's the Office of Economic Revitalization's website. It's revitalizeoahu.org backslash rent help. I would advise people to go to the FAQ section because that's where a lot of questions like these can be answered. You may have to scroll a little bit or use the find tool but there's a lot of information because we've also received questions over time that we try to keep that FAQ updated to answer all the current questions we're getting. I wanna shift a bit here because your office really is so high touch. Last week you were on hand with Mayor out in Waimanalo mm -hmm. to announce the start of three million in awards to Oahu farmers, ranchers and growers in the form of our ag grants. Why do you think this is so, so significant and, and what do you hope it does? Well. I really loved the quote that um, Bruce Campbell, the farmer at Ma Farms, where we held the press conference, shared, which was, this is a seed from the city, and the farmer knows what to do with a seed. I didn't give him that line. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it, though, because he got what we were trying to do without anyone telling him that. And this is really the city's first major foray 
into helping to secure our island's um, agriculture sector and build up our own capacity to have more food sovereignty, more food security, not just um, in the event of a disaster, but on the day to day. So you and I have the ability to purchase carrots when we go to the farmer's market or cabbage when we go to Foodland or Times or Safeway mm -hmm. that is grown locally. So we need to build the capacity of our farmers. And just like Bruce from Ma Farms told us, with this funding, he's going to be able to do more marketing. Mm -hmm. He's gonna be able to triple his production and he's gonna hire two new workers. So that was exactly um, what we intended these funds to do, to increase production and to increase hiring in this sector. And we're really excited that 66 farmers on this island are now beginning to receive those checks to do exactly that. But this first um, tranche, three million, that's not the end of it, right? No, this is um, the first level of grants that we provided to smaller farmers, ranchers, and growers. Um, we just uh, made it through the city council process again to approve another $8 million. So we're very grateful to council member Kia Aina and all the council members who supported this funding to do what we're calling food systems grants. So these $8 million in grants can be up to $2 million. And the focus is more about building out the infrastructure on our island to continue to build the opportunity to have more food security, to grow on this island more of the food that we're going to eat. So each grant would be a combination of organizations. So let's say at the top would be a food hub mm -hmm. or a small animal processor or maybe even a manufacturer. And those folks would work with the supply chain, the ag producers, the growers, the ranchers, to put together a group proposal that would strengthen the pipeline of the food system such that let's say with a food hub, um, they might purchase refrigeration equipment. Mm -hmm. They might do more to provide food safety training or do the food safety processing themselves. Um, they might do a proposal that provides more marketing for a group of you know, uh, leafy greens growers. Um, all those things that if we are to support small, sustainable agriculture, that small farmer needs help with the whole process you know, of actually getting their product to market. And right now, we have four food hubs on this island, but we want to strengthen them. We want more farmers to be connected to them. And we would just want to have more options for all the people on this island who do this thing a couple times a day called eating, right? And make it a little bit more healthy and a little bit more locally grown. Well, Amy, thanks so much for taking time for this bonus episode. There's so much coming out of your office, a lot of big announcements um, in the past few weeks. Uh, is there anything that we missed that you want to add? Well, just a reminder to go and check out our website, uh, revitalizeoahu.org backslash rent help. And we're excited to get that portal reopened. Again, we're focusing on new applicants, so we're going to do everything we can to get out to people. But those who have had help and still need it, um, on that date, on June 13th, you'll be able to reach out to Catholic Charities or CNHA again 
So we look forward to being in touch with everyone and doing everything we can um, to make sure this money intended um, to help people get back on their feet from the pandemic actually does that. Amy, thank you. Thanks. And if you have a question for Amy, the mayor, or any of the departments here in the city and county of Honolulu, just head over to oneoahu.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the One Oahu Podcast. And until next time, aloha. Thanks, Brandy.